Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Winning Edge podcast. As always, I am Rick and John, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good. Very busy. Coming at you from home today, I've not gone into work, so trying to have a quieter day. Beautiful, beautiful. And, um, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll throw this out there and we'll get straight into it. A little apologies because, and this is more from me than from <laughs> because we're behind schedule, aren't we? We're a week behind because I had yeah, the man flu. I had the man flu, and 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 it's a serious it's thing. It's pretty fucking serious shit. So, you know, anyone who knows, any male will understand that man flu is kind of, you know, it's touch and go. So, you know, I'm really certainly had my sympathy. It's a serious thing. I've not been in a good place. You know, I've been sneezing <laughs> and, and I've been sneezing and, you know, and, and that's about it. But, um, yeah, yeah, but here we are. We're a week behind. Um, hope you're good, mate. Everything everything going good in sunny LA? Absolutely, yeah. And it is sunny, which is, which is always a bonus. So I can't complain. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's get stuck in there, mate. Fury. Fury and Gadu, what, what the fuck went yeah. on there? Well, I mean, fuck, you know, I mean, like you said, I mean, look, we're a little behind. Everyone knows what happened. Uh, we talked about our predictions and what we thought a few weeks ago now. Um, and we were both probably as far wrong as we could have been. <laughs> I mean, I was and we, and we I both was probably like you, you know, but for years. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how we could both have slightly different opinions and still both be wrong. It, yeah, scary. both get it wrong, yeah. But, um, no, I mean, it's, ah, fucking hell, I mean, I, like I said, you know, you know my opinion. Most people know my opinion on what I wanted to see and know, you know, not to take any shine off the UFC or anything, but I was hoping that boxing would come out a winner just as I would if it was the other way around. I would want a UFC guy, MMA, to wipe the floor with a boxer and just show that this is these are two very different sports and, and yeah, that didn't fucking happen. So, you know, everyone can talk about the whys and, you know, was Fury, did Fury prepare himself well enough? Did he, did he think it was going to be a walk in the park? I mean, you know, you've heard the, you've heard the little bits afterwards where, you know, when they touched gloves, Fury was like laughing and joking and being like, I'm going to take you to school now. Mm-hmm. And, and that just didn't fucking happen. I think Angarnu saw it as his, you know, in, in his world, this was his fucking world title fucking shot, whatever it was, even though it wasn't for the belts. He took it very seriously, clearly. He had a game plan, which he stuck to very well for the for the first, at least for the first, what seemed like half of the fight. He did lose it a little bit as time went on, but his game plan was fucking sound. You know, he looked to counter. Um, and, and, he, and he landed one fucking great counter and Fury went over. And I think that was probably the wake-up call for Fury, and if anything, I would say, you know, again, Fury just looked fucking frustrated. He looked like he was trying, in some ways, trying too hard. He got himself frustrated. After a few rounds, he got himself into it. It was clear that he was sat in the corner being a little bit like, like, what the fuck have I got myself into here? Like, this guy's not on my level, and yet I'm having a hard time with him. And that's how the whole fight looked to me. You know, I did the hype, and when you're watching it at the time, I was like, I felt like Ngannou got robbed when they gave the, the the score out. Having watched it again, you're like, okay, you know, Fury did land more shots. He was being more the aggressor, but it was fucking close. Like, I think the numbers were like Fury 
and landed 10 more punches in the whole fight. But Ngannou got the knockdown, and you're a bit like, that fucking evens it out. I mean, you could even, if you didn't want to give it either of them, you could have even given that a draw. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, fuck knows what happened. I don't know whether Fury's done. Was Fury not as good as everyone thought he was? I mean, I, I, I have always had my suspicions that Wilder is not quite as good as everyone thinks he is. He has yeah. got that big knockout punch. And yeah. the, the, those fights escalated Fury way more because then if you look at the other people that Fury's beat, it's it's the other it's the other a few other Brits that are not not at world title level, right? So yeah. I don't know. It just it just brings a ton of questions. But you know whether he's going to retire or he's going to get this Usyk fight done and redeem himself a little bit, smash Usyk, make that look easy, retire would be my fucking way I think he, he should go. Because um, there's not much left out for him after music, like unless unless they do the um Joshua fight. But I, I don't know how much he really wants to do all that after yeah. this. Do you think uh, do you think he beats what about you? Well just answer that before I mean before he, he Yeah. I mean I think he should. It really depends. I mean again you're gonna read too much into what the commentators and whatnot were saying. I mean Fury couldn't Lays weight all over in Garno, and Garno was as strong, if not stronger. That yeah. that thing that Fury has on most of the other heavyweights, where he leans on them, even Wilder. Well, Wilder's like two twenty, two two twenty-five, two thirty. He's not a heavy heavyweight, so he uses his weight at two seventy on everybody else. Well, him and Garno were the same weight, and Garno yeah. is arguably stronger, and comes from a grappling background where you're not going to outclinch. Him and you could mm. see Fury getting frustrated because yeah. Fury did say, you know, part of his game plan was, you know, the boxing clinch is very different, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag him when Ngannou comes in, and he, and he couldn't do it. Um, yeah. So, going off just the weight and the size, I don't see how Uzik gets to Fury and, and, and knocks him out. Yeah. Um, which would be the simplest path to a clear victory, and if it comes down to points. You know, who's going to land the most shots? Can Fury tire Uzik out of his weight early on? Well, and then start peppering him on points and get a points win. I, I don't know. Um, it's not... I, I Before the Ngannou fight, I would have said Fury will win it fairly comfortably just because of the size difference. You know, Uzik's so short. Yeah. Um, and whilst he chopped Joshua down a little bit, you know, Fury's another animal height-wise and, and weight-wise. So... That I, I think Fury should still win that comfortably, and I think the Ngannou fight certainly shouldn't put Fury off getting in where with 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 Uzik and you know kind of showing what he actually can do, and then usually he'll probably come out with something to say, look, the Ngannou fight was this, this, and this. I've just shown you what I can really do, and you know then it's all forgotten. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, straight away, I was supposed to be December, and now it's Feb. So you know he came out of that. That Ngannou fight going, fuck that, I'm not jumping in into the yeah, time I need yeah. to prepare. So something's gone wrong with Fury's, you know, in, in his camp, in the setup, whether he took it seriously. Something went wrong. I, I don't know what, but something was not right. Yeah. But fair play to Ngannou. That's not to say that Ngannou did not potentially show that, okay, maybe all these boxers are not quite as quite the, the, the absolutely yeah. the, the difference we thought. I don't know. I like I thought that fight was going to settle it, and I'm disappointed it didn't. <laughs> Would be my fucking take on it because uh, you know I don't want to keep seeing these fights just to try and prove it. 
Like, I thought that was going to be the one and we could all fucking move on. But, yeah, it didn't quite turn out like that. Hmm. And another piece of learning from that night was don't listen to me and you about boxing predictions, right? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I, this is why I don't gamble on sport. because I Yeah, don't put money on our predictions. Box. Fucking hell. No, fucking hell. I sit there with the most logical thought process for an outcome and then go, yeah, but I just think the other guy might win it. And yeah. I'm usually fucking wrong, so. But yeah. that's why sport's so fucking good, right? That's the whole thing. Like, yeah. you want to be, you know, you want the shocks, you want the surprises, you want the, oh, it didn't quite go the way we all thought. There's nothing more disappointing when something's set up and it looks like it's going to be a landslide and then it actually is. And you're a bit like, okay, well, that was not that was what we thought it was going to be, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've got nothing to add there, mate. I think... I think you've covered it. I think, you know, it is what it is. There's still a load of questions and, yeah, disappointing, disappointing. But, um, you know, uh, I suppose that kind of moves us on, really, because it, ultimately it's a business, isn't it? And and that's kind of where we're going to yeah. go today with our talk, you know, our talk, isn't it, and our, and our conversation. Well, I think, you know, yeah, I mean, from the business point of view, it's only, you know, and you, you touched on it a lot the week after, I was watching a lot of your um, social media stuff and stories from the from the business side of like and Garnu backing himself and what it takes. Yeah. First of all, what it takes to do that, um, and then and Garnu was always in a sort of a semi win win situation. If he went in there and performed well. Um, you know, the stuff that now is going to come off the back of it, you know, you've got Dana White soft in a little bit, his stance on, you know, him going back to the UFC one day at some point, whereas that was never going to be possible by the sounds of things. Um, he's got his PFL contract, but now they've just gone and, you know, give him a, a I think the WBC have gone and ranked him in the top, top 10, you know, <laughs> so there's big boxing fights out there for him. Yeah, and you know, yeah. Million yeah. Dollar fights. You know, you, you, you go the distance and, Arguably, you know, people are arguing the result with 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 the undisputed champion, and you know he doesn't have to go back and fight for next to nothing. He can fight people in the top ten, um, and even just a couple more boxing fights that he's going to get paid millions, right? Um, and you know the, the 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 chances of the what the boxers could earn, it has got Wilder and people like Joshua's fucking, you know. Interest. They're like, mm, this this could be an easy fight for me, and I could make millions. And you've got all the hype around it. Um, so you know, from that point of view, you know, I think and Garner, you fucking out that whole when everyone was like, you know, you fucked right up leaving the UFC. You know, he obviously thought differently, uh, and it's nice to see something like that pan out. It's it's an interesting dynamic now, isn't it? And and. You know this. This sort of maybe lends us into where we're going to go. But it, what what's happened now is he's in charge of his own business now, isn't he? He he's he can yeah. he can call the shots. He can make the decisions. He's got options now. He's he's essentially yeah. become overnight. He's gone from being a big name in the UFC to a big name in global sport yeah. overnight. Yeah, right. People know who he is now, and all of a sudden, not yeah. saying people didn't know who he is anyway, but you get you get. Well, I mean, non-UFC fans. No, it's opened up, like, like you said last time we spoke, yeah, I mean, the whole, it's opened up a whole new audience to this guy, right? And it's now become global across 
across multiple sports, but also, you know, depending on what he does next and how he can keep, you know, his own, I guess, business hype train going and what he, you know, what he announces he's going to do next will be crucial, I think, off the back mm. of this. Is he just going to, you know, what's the next fight? How is he going to create excitement in the PFL? Is he just going to go in and fight someone out of their top 10, get an easy win and, and build himself up there? Or is he going to go, right, okay, I need, I need another marquee name now. You know, I need to I need to somehow generate a marquee fight, whether it's in MMA um, or whether it's in boxing, to keep to keep the, the to keep everyone interested. Yeah. Um, and then, then this is where the business comes in. This is why boxing is so frustrating compared to the UFC, because now it now he is a business. Now his next move is crucial because he's done all that work off the back of Fury. And it could all be fucking gone. You know, if he goes in even against like. They were talking about someone like Joseph Parker, let's say, as, a, mm-hmm. as his next heavyweight fight. Right, someone who's got a decent record, can can bang a bit, not classed anywhere near in the same level as Fury. But depending on the reason that the Fury fight panned out the way it did, you know, if Angano goes into that fight and gets banged out by Parker in a couple of rounds, and everyone's like, ah, okay, maybe he wasn't quite what we thought he was. He can always go back to MMA. But all of a sudden, that stock that they're trying to build and, and, and raise fucking drops immediately. Hmm. So his next fight, and he can, this is what you see in boxing all the time, his next fight is a business decision. Yeah. It's not, who do I want to fight? I just want to beat the best. And da, da, da. It's a business decision of how do I keep this momentum going? How do I make sure that whatever I go into next is a big enough name, it's a big enough hype, and, he, and again, he would be better off with a dot. If he could get it, which I, I doubt, he'd be better off with a Wilder or a Joshua because if he loses, people are going to be like, well, these guys are the best in the world. You know, and got a fair play to Angano. He stepped up and fought the top three, arguably top three or four heavyweights in the world. But he goes yeah. in against a Parker and gets smashed, all that goes away. Yeah. It's, um, it's which is the age old issue in, in boxing. That's why they yeah. pick and choose their fights a bit because, like, I want this fight next. But if I take this one and lose it, all that's gone. You know, so it, it's business, uh, like yeah. you said. And I think it's risk versus reward, isn't it? Risk versus reward. Yeah. And yeah. that's where fans get frustrated because they just want to see the best fights happen yeah. at the best, at the right time. But when you watch what Ngannou's done and, you know, like you said, it, you know, it appears like this overnight. Overnight, this has happened. It's like, well, no. I mean, you know, what what the the, the lesson for people that are actually watching this and and you know buying into you know back yourself, you know, just fucking go for it. It's like, yeah, yeah, but lay the foundation. Like, and Garnu didn't just overnight go, oh, I'm this random MMA guy, and I'm going to fight Tyson Fury. Right? He was an he fought his whole life. You know, amateurs, pros, wins a UFC title. Like there was a lot of stuff he had to check off before he could start calling out Tyson Fury. So that that yeah. was years in the making. The 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 fight itself has turned him into an overnight success um, because of the eyes that got put on that show. Um, but you know, the lesson from a business point of view is you still have to do all the hard work to get yourself in a position to then take that big that that big step, that big leap, that big whatever it is that could fucking change your life, right? There still has to be a lot of work, and I think youngsters nowadays want to skip a lot of that stuff and go, okay, how can I create enough hype having not really put the work in? 
but I want that big thing next. And you see, I think you see that um, in marketing nowadays. You know, marketing is not what it used to be. You know, I don't know what you think. I mean, you've been involved in in marketing for years. You know, all business is marketing, right? I was listening to this thing the other day, and we all want to separate marketing from business. It's like, no, your business is marketing. <laughs> That, 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 that is it. Get your head around that. Because if you can't market your business, you don't really have a business. Um, but I think that a lot of stuff in marketing has changed, you know, into hype. Most marketing now is hype. Who can hype whatever it is they're trying to sell the best? Um, what have you seen, like, in, in your experience, especially over the last 10 years, from the way you maybe used to market yourself years ago and we're in some case we're, we're we're still stuck in the middle i mean you don't go for the hype you keep it as real as possible i look at all your all your marketing stuff but against when you look at people that do similar things to you and you look at the way they market themselves what do what do you see as as the biggest change over the last few years when it comes to that um i think the first thing is that you know, when we when we came through as coaches, or, or even working with athletes, or whatever, first businesses, any anything, when we were early in any journey, let's say, the strive was to be the best that you could be. You, you yeah. kind of were like, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm an I'm, a, I'm an apprentice now. I'm newly qualified. Now I'm now I'm in it. Now I'm learning the ropes, and and my my big thing is to be the best that I can be. And then when I'm when I'm the best that I can be, um, I'm going to make loads of money. And that was, I think, the the, the mindset that that we were sort of accustomed mm. to be around. These, I, I, and there's a lot to be admired here, by the way. And there's a lot that I don't like, but then yeah. there's a lot to be admired. But the, but these lot are just like, you know. And it was that saying as well that I I, I heard I heard the same a load of times coming through. It takes twenty years to become an overnight success, and and these yeah. like these lot are like no, it fucking doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, we're competing now with twenty-five year olds. I know some people that do a lot of what we do. They're in their mid twenties, and they're, and well, the, the appearances they're fucking smashing it. And you're like, well, I can't have took them twenty years because they've had to start when they were five. <laughs> Right, it took a, a few years because of the pace of things, and again, learning how to build the hype um, of of what their marketing is. Right, you know. Well, um, you know, they, think... they, they go and hire a Ferrari, don't they, or a Lambo, and and, and then hire yeah. a Villa for the weekend or whatever. Uh, there is there is that saying, and I think these guys do nail that. That is what's that saying is yeah. perception is reality. And, yes, oh, 100%. And they create this perception in, in their hype, in their marketing, that, yeah. that, that, that they're smashing it. Or, or like if, if I take it back to combat, I, I heard today, maybe yesterday, that the whole Dylan Dennis, um, uh, not Jake Paul, their Logan Paul thing was bollocks and the mates. Yeah, yes. You know? And, and, and this is it. I mean, yeah. Well, I just saw one today, right? There was a there was a reel of of um, uh, uh, Masvidal rocked up at um, Jake Paul's gym and confronted him because Jake Paul had said something about him. And Masvidal's got this big hype as a ex street fighter, and da 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 da. And he's like, he's doing a lot of stuff where he's calling people out and talking about smashing people in the street now. 
Yeah. And yet he's fucking, well, he's just, um, he's just finished a court case for getting into an altercation with Col- Colby Covington in Miami in the street. Yeah. But you're like, okay, this is his next in the next kind of invention to, to create something to make some more money because <clears throat> clearly his MMA career is pretty much over. He's lost his last few fights, not looked great. And he's going back to his roots of, well, I'm a fucking street fighter. Uh, and you won't say this shit if you if you bump into me in the street and stuff. And then and then, and it looks fabricated. Like Jake, I, I think Jake Paul. I think they're based in Miami as well. Masvidal yeah. likes to think he's king of Miami, but they fucking set this up for something further down the line. Um, you're not telling me that Masvidal's just rocked up because straight away, you know, uh, Jake Paul's bouncers are all stood there, and you're like, yeah. really? Cameras, you cameras there around you. Yeah, I mean, if you just seen the size of the bouncers, like I've been in some of the world's best boxing gyms when people like Manny Pacquiao are in there, and they don't have that level of security around them. Yeah. Right? So, Jake Paul, what do you need that level of security? You're in your own gym at your house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know, so how, you know, it's hype. Yeah, again. How did he know where it was? How did he know what time he'd be there? How did, you know, yeah. you know, you know, you and I both know that, you know, boxers might be there at nine half nine on a Monday morning oh, because they're yeah. doing training, but Tuesday they're doing sparring at yeah. six PM or whatever, you know. So yeah. But I think you just used a good word there because you know, I've been I've been trying to study at least study what works and what doesn't work with marketing for the last five or six years, especially since having having my own business. And perception is really the thing. Like the, you yeah. are actually selling the perception of whatever it is that you have. And I think it's hard, you know, you, you, I watch your stuff and you've nailed this a lot better than me for your business. But again, there's that fine line of being old school to a certain degree. You know, I I look at your, your business, what you're selling as from, from a business mentoring point of view is very real. And it could be almost perceived as not the way to go (laughs) because you're telling people how it is. Right? Yeah, and again, yeah. it's, it's it's a good thing because you need both sides, right? But it's very frustrating when you're there selling the reality of running a business, especially starting a small business, um, and the kind of people we work with at the start, right? Although I know you work with a lot of people, very affluent business people as well, but you know everything you say is real. You know, you're not selling your lifestyle. Um, you know, and I, I wouldn't sell my lifestyle because if I actually sold the honest level of my lifestyle, people would be like, not really aspiring to that, right? It's okay. Um, but these are the guys that are selling what I would call business type mentoring or selling the perception of a lifestyle. Yeah. You do what I do and, and you follow me and you can have this lifestyle. You can, you know, you can you can go stay in these kind of hotels. You can have this kind of car. Um, you know, look at me. I'm 26 years old, and I'm a I'm a millionaire or, or multimillionaire, whatever. Whether whether they are or not, I don't know. I think some of them probably are, and some of them are killing it because they've hit that target audience of vulnerable people that go, I will pay you, you know, five hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever to have that. And maybe in a year's time, they very quickly realize, okay, it's not, I'm not going to have that just by doing what you say. But by that point, they've made their money and the next person's on it. The next, you know, yeah, it's, it's a massive, yeah. yeah, you're, you're working in, in the realm of, you know, getting good clients, retaining them, keeping them for the long term, 
and really trying to mentor them over a period of years to build a solid business because we know that's how long it really takes. Yeah, They're not, they're in the fucking fast in and out sales. They sign you up, they get you trapped into a year-long contract and then they don't give a fuck because the next person signed up and they've got a year's worth of money, you know, because they find it hard to get out. Well, if you look at what they teach them, they don't teach them about coaching, they don't teach them about people, they don't teach them about, you know, communication skills, all that kind of stuff. They teach them how to build an ad. No. They teach them how to create a sales funnel. Yes. They teach them how to, they teach yeah. them how to, you know, use persuasive, persuasive closing techniques. And then, and then there's a fine line. Yeah. And, and the word that springs to mind when you were speaking then is integrity. And, you know, the, there's a fine line between making money and almost being a sort of legal drug dealer, you know, and, and having that integrity piece there. You, so, you know, yeah. I, I, of course, you're absolutely right. You mentioned this a minute ago. There's been times, arguably, in my career, maybe yourself in our career, where we've, you know, we, we've got our set of ways and set of values and all that, and there's been a time where we might have to, you know, modernise a little bit and come out of dinosaur world, you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? But but then equally, what I won't modernise on is that actually what when when i'm trying to work with a client whether that's you know one client in a in a one to one environment or or in a group trade you know program or whatever uh, the, the yeah, my yeah. primary role is to help my primary role is to help them my primary my primary ambition is to yeah. make sure that they do well and um yeah you know that you know kind of in you know in business that I think there's a lot of people that, that lack that integrity now. And, and and then there's an argument if we go back to the sport thing that it, I don't know, is, is, mm. is it, is it, is it, you know, people are saying, oh, these, these things are ruining boxing and ruining sport and all that. And, and again, we talked about this, but to a purist, maybe it is to, to us, but, you know, to a bunch of kids who would have never attended boxing, um, yeah, they, loved it. they loved it. Very differently. Yeah, they love yeah. it. So, I no, mean, I think... go on, you okay? Go on. I think like oh, I was just say that for us and and like for yourself and I, you probably feel very similar. I think also as well. I mean, these these kids coming out with these types of programs, they're coming from nowhere because they're young. There's no, there's not much history on them. Right. You know, for me and you, and I don't get me wrong, I've not got the biggest fucking following on, on Instagram at all, but I, I have enough close people that know me just like you do. They know your history. They know what you've done. They know where you've come from. If all of a sudden you switched your marketing up and also and bear in mind, your marketing wouldn't be aimed at these people. Right? Yeah. They're aimed yeah. at people that don't know you and don't know anything. But I, and this is where the integrity part comes in. I couldn't just switch up from the real me that I tried to sort of portray and sell to, hey, look at where I am on holiday. Look at my Lamborghini. Follow me, do all this, and you can make fucking millions of dollars. Because it, first of all, it would just feel so fake. Yeah. You know, it isn't really me. And people know my history. So there's an element of this guy's full of shit from people yeah. that know me. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Because yeah. that's not actually your life, even though, you know, because I mean, and, you know, it, for, for me, it just doesn't sit comfortably selling that. The things that your money and success hopefully buy, I'm a little old school to a certain degree, should be personal. 
you know, I've owned a mm. fucking Lamborghini and I didn't show it off anywhere near as much as I could have done. You yeah. know, I could have been fucking posting you pulling up at the fucking store and doing all sorts of shit in that car and it felt uncomfortable. Fucking love the car, don't get me wrong, but it was like, it was for me, I bought that because I wanted to, to tick something off a box that my, my lifestyle has allowed me to afford, right? But that's not, in my, in my opinion, that is not a, a, a reason to be like, hey, follow me and do what I do. Because yeah. also it's like, well, depends how you want to look at that, right? I'm nearly 50 years old. So saying that it took me nearly 50 years to afford not even a brand new fucking Lamborghini, right? It's not in the big scope of fucking things. Is it, is it really that impressive? It depends to who's looking. What I will say is though, you know, I was at the time I got that car. I was still I was dabbling a little bit. I'd built my website um, for for mentoring, you know, business mentoring, and trying to kind of you know move that way a little bit to help people. And I was posting things about it, and I was posting links to my website. And da, da, da. wasn't really getting much traction, right? Yeah. I bought that car. I did a I did a post on the car. It had fuck all to do with anything else. I yeah. got four inquiries. Yeah, it's mental about Jim. In business helping me because all of a sudden they were like, Oh, oh, so you know, it took the car, not yeah. not looking at my million dollar fucking nice shiny gym and being like, Wow, you must be doing right. That's a pretty fucking good gym, right? <laughs> None of that got any fucking attraction whatsoever. That's actually where I make my money. But posting what 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 you were able to do with it got got a little bit of a of of, of interest. And I think it was almost at that point that I was like, fuck, this is not. I could use this, but I'm not going to. I don't want to. That's not how I how I live my life. And yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that this stuff can be taken away overnight. So showing off that I have all this is something you have to maintain. Um, and as we all know in fucking business, six months, a year later, you could have nothing. So where the yeah. fuck do you go yeah. then? Right. But these yeah. kids are coming from nowhere. They've got no history. No one knows who they are. So if you're coming new into it, and this is where be, this is where I don't see as a bad thing. If me and you were coming new into this, and we were 25 again. And, and we saw that was the way to, and our goal was to make money. Then you're like, and, and people are saying, and now meant like our mentors wouldn't have told us to do this stuff because that's not mm. their background. They're hustlers. They work fucking hard. They grafted from the ground up. And I'm not saying these kids aren't hustlers. They fucking are because they, you know, they're making good money. Um, but it's they're just kind of hustle, very low into it. Yeah. Very different. different very different. Uh, and it I is hype. They're not. Well, none of them fucking ever, they, none of them ever mention or talk about really how they're going to make you a lot of money. Yeah. They just tell you how much they can make you and look at how much I make based on the things I have or perception of things they have. Right. Yeah. Whereas you, I look at yours and it's very, no business is fucking hard. What are you doing today yeah. to fucking improve your business? Right. And it's a very simple, not overly complex message, but it's a true one. It's because it's a daily fucking grind. And what are we fucking doing? And you repeat a lot of the same messages. It's very consistent um, of how you stay on track with a business. But it's not, it gets one of them things. It will only attract certain people. And it's not, it's not sexy, right? It's not hype. It's not what a lot of other people are doing. Are you, say, it, are you saying I'm not are you saying I'm not sexy? No, 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 no. Hold on. Not as a physical presence. We all know. We all know where that where that is. That <laughs> but I just mean, you know, it's like selling the gym. I've always said this. Like, you know, we, 
most of us would love to be able to sell the benefits of health, right, yeah. in the gym, but we can't because it's fucking boring. It's yeah. not sexy. It's not fucking interesting. No one really gives a fuck. And yet, really, the number one reason we should all be exercising and eating well is fucking health and yeah. to live longer, right? But you try and word all that into a marketing spiel, and it's just never worked. No one's mastered that. It's that side of fitness marketing. So everyone goes the other way, right? Everyone goes for the, the how do you look, the six-pack, the, 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 because that's the trigger to get you in, and health is, the, is a byproduct of... Yeah, the, be, the before and after photo. The before yeah. and after photo, mate. And, and, As I know, think... The, what, yeah, what, so these other marketing, the business stuff is the flip side. They're showing you now the million, the millionaire lifestyle, and then going the opposite way. Yeah, but you have to do all this to get there. They're not showing you the hard work and what you could potentially have. They're showing you that first. Well, I mean, the money is going to be a byproduct of following this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't. I've got to watch here, and I can't say names or anything like that because there's a. Let's just say there's, <laughs> Let's just say there's an ongoing case here, but um, you know, I, I I have an ongoing case whereby I did some work and, and a contract, and the feedback was that, um, and this was a, a physical gym, physical presence, and the feedback was yeah. that, you know, and I believe that marketing, and of course you've got to, you know, have nice shiny posters and nice shiny videos on social media and all that kind of stuff, but then equally, I believe that. It's about rolling up your sleeves and going and talking to people and and having integrity and having yeah. you know um, and and being being the right kind of person and and doing it for the right reasons all that and and this business uh, was just like no we want social media we want social media we want social media and I was just like yeah you haven't got a fucking clue in in my in my mind to to, to wrap it I, you know I think I think. Um, these hype trains, these hype jobs in anything, uh, it's a short-term strategy. So if you're, yeah. you've got to make your fucking money quick and you've got to make your money big because eventually it's going to run out, not even eventually, excuse me, quite quickly, it's going to run out of steam. And, um, you know, it, of course we can't all be, we can't all be misfits, boxers. Or, but even then, if you look at the premium end of them, that you know, there's only the one or two that are getting the massive, massive money. I wonder what the undercard and Absolutely. all that are getting. You know, I wonder yeah. what they're getting. But in my in my mind, this thing's going to run out of steam. Um, so you know, yeah. getting make your money, getting to make your money quick. And if and if you're if you're that dude um, who's sat on a Lamborghini bonnet, um, you know, selling your services and all that, showing that you're some sort of high performance guy or you're. You know, you buy my methods and buy my hacks, and I will fast track you to success and all this. Then, if you can pass your integrity test, if you can pass your mirror test with that, then good for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure you can. I've, I, I think people are deluded and blaggers, and and I do. You know, yeah. you know, I do worry. I do worry about society, the mentality of society sometimes. But um, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think. I think there's a common a common thing here. You you've got to deliver results. And and if you deliver results, then then it will it will gather some legs and it will carry it will carry on it will carry on it will carry on. And I think if you don't deliver results in in anything to do with business marketing, in yeah. you know anything to do with the latest theme, the latest brand, the latest thing, 
if the, if the results aren't there, it will fade quickly because people's attention spans now are. I mean, the research was oh, that you, yeah, the yeah. research was that you could hold someone's attention for about six seconds, something like that. Now they're saying that's half. Okay, you need that. Yeah, you know, it's just getting seconds. less and less, right? I mean, yeah. every time I nail how long I'm supposed to do a fucking post or something for people, are like, oh, yeah, it's too long now. I'm like. Well, how fucking short do you have to make it? I'm like, I can't even switch my phone on quick enough now to fucking, you know, press record. And it's like, yeah, that's that's enough. And I'm like, I've, I've well, got three the, words out. So in, Instagram reels are 90 seconds, I believe. I think you get 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. What they, all the, the research and the algorithms are now saying is that your videos should be under 30 seconds. And, and Yeah, yeah and, I've, I've, I've seen that. Because whatever you're saying at the end. Which mine never yeah, it's, irre- it's irrelevant because people won't even watch it. They won't even get that. Yeah, they're not even still, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're, still, they're not even still looking, right? Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Yeah. You've got to shorten everything. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I, I totally agree with you there. I think there's a lot of these things that are not, definitely not long-term business strategies. And I think looking into the, what these, what these people are actually selling, which is social media marketing. Basically, they're not selling you the whole how to build the, I mean, in their minds, it's like, look, you can build a multi-million dollar business on social media. I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of people making a ton of money only using social media, but again, it depends on your business. It depends on how you're going to scale it and where you're going to go. And you know, these, these, these business people, so-called business fucking gurus, they're not actually looking at anyone's business as a whole or just telling you how to sell it on social media but as you know as a business grows and scales there's a ton of other things that you, that you have to kind of consider and think about where where are you then going to get that advice from when these yeah. guys have stopped bothering with you they give you all these sales scripts they've given you all these ways to do your reels and all these other things and you know the 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 the, the, the sad thing is a lot of these people are signing up for this stuff and they want to be able to do what's asked of them, but it's not their personality. You know, I signed up to a few of these, mainly to do homework. I wanted to really see what these people were trying to sell and do. And I don't know if I've talked about this on a previous podcast, I might have done. And the, and, and the things they then start asking you to do just might not be your personality. And, yep. you know, they, they want you to start, doing, the key is to start doing vulnerability posts, do a one vulnerability post a week and go into something, some in-depth backstory about your life to, to, to hook people in. Well, you know, and, and this shit works, but the bottom line is you've either, you've got two options with this stuff, right? You can either lie and make up yep. a really bad backstory about yourself because most people actually don't have a really bad backstory. Yeah, and, and that's cool. Most people it. don't have that. Yeah, what if you don't have that? Then what? Does this stuff not work? Unless unless you were brought up in some sort of poverty or had some really bad thing happen to you or you were really sick and now you you know, like what if you don't have that story? Now what's your strategy? Right? Do I make it up? You know, and this has led to fucking nothing infuriates me more than someone crying into their fucking phone and doing a post about how upset they are about something. I'm like, yeah. bollocks. I'm like, if you are yeah. that upset, like, don't be wrong. I, I don't fucking cry very often, but if I ever did, the last thing I'm doing is getting my fucking phone out and going, oh, this might yeah. make a really good vulnerability post. So everyone can see that I'm a real human being and I get upset too and da-da-da. It's like, fuck it, is this where we've got to go? Right? Is, is this the only way I can I can get people to buy into me as an individual and person? Because there is a big part of that. I've spoke to a lot of people about marketing and it's like, 
know, you do have to market you, your personality, that is, that is your brand, especially, you know, even more so for you than me. Like I can, I can hide behind hybrid a little bit if I want, whereas you are Rick Moylan. <laughs> that, that is your business, right? You are your business. Um, so you have to be able to put that out there, but it's like, to, to what level do I need to sell my soul? And where's the line between you, you marketing and being a fucking narcissist? You know, exactly. It's, 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 it's difficult. I mean, I, I've, you know, like I say, I looked into a lot of these companies because I really wanted to see what they were actually doing and how they were doing it. Um, and it, a lot of it was really just homework for me. And it, they're, they're very smart. They're very smart. They hook you in with, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you know, you can be making X amount of money. But then the get-out clauses are smart. They're smart from a legal point of view. I don't like them from a humanity point of view. You know, yeah. so they will say, oh, we'll give you a refund. If this doesn't work, we'll give you a refund. And you're like, oh, wow, that's that's okay, until you read the small print. Yeah. And then the refund comes out. If you can prove beyond any sort of fucking doubt that you did every single step we asked you to do, we will give you a refund. And it didn't work. We'll give you a refund. Now, that's smart, right? But at the same yeah. time, it's like, you know, that if you want out of this, it's because it's not working. And most most of the time, it's not working because you're not doing all the things they ask you to do. But also, all, they, they, all the things they ask you to do is a fucking lot. Like, they're just telling you, follow all these steps, do all these steps, put them in place, and then prove to me that it didn't work. And we'll give you your money back. Otherwise, you're tied in for 12 months. And most people get two or three months in and it's too hard. They can't do it. They realize it's not them or some of the things that they're being asked to do regards getting their personality out. Um, some people are just better on videos than others, right? You know, I'm not fucking great at that stuff. If, 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 my, if my whole business relied on me being on camera every fucking day, it would fail. Because I'm I mean, a beauty fucker, so you really I get mean, what you see on any given day, right? So, I mean, you know, yeah. you might get a good video every once in a while where people are, oh, wow, this guy seems pretty smart. But nine times out of ten, you're going to get the dickhead version because I'm tired and I want to have a yeah. rant. And, and that might, some people might like that. But, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's difficult. Um, I mean, they're buying I mean, into something that I, I, I know not everyone can do. I, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, and, and maybe this will make our happen. You know, one of our highlight reels for this week. I think there are a bunch of fucking knobheads, all of them. And <laughs> I, have, no. I have no respect whatsoever for them, both personally and professionally. And um, I hope they enjoy their um, yacht because they're a fucking twat. That's where I'm at. No, look, I, I'm I'm with you, and like I said, I, I I've said it many times. They when I've when I've inquired about these things, you know, it's it's so scary what people are buying into because they are they are going after you know vulnerable because yeah. if you start to like a it. certain degree, yeah, unless you're smart, most people that 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 are falling for this, you know, five thousand a month, ten thousand a month and the lifestyle and stuff or whatever, they're coming from a, from a place of being pretty broke. Yeah. And struggling. They're in a, they're in a bad and place. Business yeah. isn't working. Yeah. And, and then they're going, well, I can help you here, but it's $500, $500 a month, which is not nothing when you're not making any money. Right. And then you're being told you've got to do all this stuff. And, you know, it's, it, it's just that that side of it is what, what bothers me. 
because these people don't care really because what you'll find is after the initial contact you know i then realized that straight straight away the responses on whatsapp it's all ai yeah it's it's not it's actually not, them it, talking because not, i not didn't know half of this existed. yeah i've done a load of homework on this because i was looking for a, a virtual assistant at one point as well. And they were like, we can do this, we can do that. And then we have AI for messaging because I didn't want to do cold call messaging. I'm like, I'm not doing it. You find me a way of doing it like these guys are doing it. And I, I, I didn't go down this rabbit hole in the end. And they're like, oh, no, well, what we do is, you know, the AI will get to know your voice. You'll have to write a few scripts and things, but it'll get to know you and how you talk. And then it will mimic that in, in all its responses to anybody inquiring. You won't have to do anything. And I did this one, and again, it was some 25, 26-year-old kid um, showing off a ton of money. They, they looked pretty successful. I looked at them because it did come through a referral from another company. And the minute I got into the back and forth on WhatsApp, this kid's calling me bro. Yeah, you over remember you over said this. Over. Yeah, you've said yeah. this. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and I said, hey, look, look, I, I'm, you know, I don't want to play the fucking age card here, but stop calling me bro. I, I, I don't know you. Um, I said, if you want me to buy into this then you know like like we get taught right you learn to communicate with people on a level of whoever you're communicating with i'm not gonna you know imagine if i start fucking calling some 75 year old guy bro you know and i've had to say it to some of my trainers because some of my trainers do it they're calling some 40 odd year old guy bro and i'm like hey look you know does he call you what what does he call you how does he talk to you mirror mirror that yeah 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 And, and 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 he didn't stop after I said, stop calling me bro. And then I was like, I'm not talking to you. I really, I find the, 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 the fucking light switch went on. I'm like, I'm talking to a fucking machine. Yeah. This is a machine yeah. trying to now sell me because he kept pushing on and on, you know, are we good to go? I'll send you the payment link now. Da-da-da-da. And I've got all these questions coming back. It, the, it kind of batting them off and continuing with, I'll send you the payment link now. Let's get on this. I'm just like, hang on, I'm not talking to a fucking person here because you're not listening to a word I fucking said. And, and, yeah, and it, it's I mean, that. Like, the scary thing is people are falling for this and dropping yeah, money. Mate, you know, going away from that, you know, somebody I know, again, not, not saying male, female, whatever, um, it's that whole vulnerability thing and, and, and you know, uh, selling, selling uh, weight loss programs that include loads of fat burners and all that kind of stuff to really, really overweight yeah. people. Not interested. Fuck off. You know, absolutely go away. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not poor by any, by any stretch of imagination and, and, you know, life's good and business is good and all that kind of stuff. But if that's what I had to do, to make my living, then I'd rather be poor. And that's where I sit. You know, for me, marketing should be attractive. It should be current. It should be modern. It should be all of those things, but it should have integrity with it. And um, I believe that all of a lot of this is scam and it it has no place in my world. No, no. And look, I, 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 you know, I think that's almost a, a fucking great, great point to wrap up a little bit. I wasn't planning on wrapping up there, but that's that. That's a, you know, that's kind of a mic drop part of 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 really how we should all be trying to run our businesses. I think you know, yeah. Um, you know, I know, and look, look, businesses have got a scale. I don't expect to get 
you know, the, the, the owner and the face of it on the phone immediately necessarily. But I know that if I called up to get onto your mentoring program and I asked to speak to you because I, it was maybe one of your assistants or whatever, but I'm like, look, where am I in my business? I need to speak to Rick. You're, you're going you're gonna to respond. You're going to get on and yeah. have a conversation. Whether you end up yeah. working with me personally or not is not the point. You, you are going to make that, that time and effort. And when I look at these others and you're asking, okay, what's the one-on-one -on -one communication like? What, what mentoring am I actually going to get on this business program? And you find out there's none. It's just a, it's just a website where all the yeah. information is stored. All these videos have been done ahead of time. Any communication is AI. These guys are not even talking to you. They're not even spending any time communicating with you. Other than if it's through an EDM, it's through a video, or it's uh, it, or, or they they they're directing you to something to look at on the site that you've signed up to, where all the mentoring information is. Now I'm not, yes. and again, this is modern, I guess, and maybe maybe people don't need that human interaction and communication anymore because everything's online, courses are online. But for me personally, if I'm going to drop a ton of money, I want that human connection. I need you to understand what I'm actually trying to build and grow. And pointing me in the direction of, well, watch this video, do this, do this, and this will help you. It's like, well, hang on, my, my, my situation's a bit more unique. What do you personally think? This is your business. You know, even if I'm not talking to you all the time, if I was following your program and you give me someone else and I was at a bit of a loss and I was like, hey, Rick, what's, what your, this is your business, your company. What do you think, you know, I should be doing? Not that you're going to go against anyone, you know, working on your staff as such, but you're the head guy. You're the one with the most knowledge. I would expect that person to jump on a call and be like, hey, how can we help you, right? Yeah. And that's not what you're going to get with this. They will, be, they will run a mile before they'll speak to you. They will just misdirect you all over the place until you get sick of following the program. You know, and that's where, like you said, there's just no integrity. If I want to work with someone, and this would be my final piece of advice, try and find a real person to help you build your business try and find a real person that's willing to actually take the time to talk to you they might have a big team don't get me wrong you, yeah. you scale and you're good at what you do you can't speak to everyone daily <laughs> that's on your program but you should be available if someone who's signed up to your program needs to talk to the fucking head guy right no different than my gym you know Am I available 24-7 for every single client? No. Do I send out all the EDMs with my name on them? No. Am I the inbox? No. But if a client wanted to speak to me, I'm there. Yeah. This is my gym. You have an issue. I will sit down with you for as long as it takes to, to talk this through. You know, yeah. the, the, whilst my name is not on the door, it is. right. So you want to speak to me, you speak to me. I'm not going to fob you off. If an email comes direct to me, you'll get my response. I'm not going to be like, oh... I'm going to forward this to my sales guy. I'm going to forward this to my GM. It's like, no, you email me. It's my business. I will deal with this. <clears throat> you know, and I think that's the difference. If you're getting, if you, if you sign up to these things and you're getting pushed off in every different direction, but the people that built the business, if you wanted to speak to them, then <clears throat> it's a big red flag. Just don't fucking bother with them. There's plenty of good people out there willing to help you and probably willing to help you for a lot less money. If, if you can, you know, work with the right people. I'm sure you've helped a ton of people and had people help you get to where you're at without having to drop thousands and thousands of Absolutely. fucking dollars. Right? I'm not Absolutely. saying paying for this isn't worth it, but pay the right people. Get, get to know someone you can trust. If there's a charge there, you know it's worth it. Someone who's been there and done it.
and can prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So yeah, marketing, marketing 101. Um, I don't think any of that will solve your marketing issues. Um, if you're listening to this and you have marketing problems, um, we're not, that wasn't an episode on how to market uh, yeah. and, and best marketing practices, but yeah, the, the world of marketing has changed. And I think if you are running a small business right now, my advice is you've got to move with it, but move with it at your own pace and move with it in a way that you're comfortable with. Don't just be told this marketing works and you've got to keep being this fucking, you know, chameleon split personality of all on social media. When I sell my business, I'm this person. Yeah. And when I'm not, I'm this person. That's yeah. the beauty of your stuff. Like I've known you for years. So nothing, and your, your social media stuff's great, but nothing makes me laugh more when you stood in a field with the sun glaring down on you and you're doing a post. I'm like, that's real. Because you've not even thought to put some fucking sunglasses on. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's real in the moment, right? Whereas yep. if it was planned and stayed, we would have thought that through a little bit more, but it's real. You're getting yeah. Rick as he is at that moment, giving giving some some quality advice, right? And I think you know, try to seek that kind of help out, not the flashy. Take a look at my boat. Take a look at this because you. No matter what person you try and follow, in my opinion, you are years from from ever having that kind of money. If you're starting from nothing. You're not going to have a yacht in two years. Yeah. In fact, you probably never have a yacht. <laughs> I'll have a toy yacht. I'll never have a fucking yeah. yacht. A dinghy. Canoe. We get I've a got dinghy canoe. The shop off on... Canoe. Yeah, yeah that, that'll yeah. do. Yeah. You know. But no, that look that was really insightful, and I love, I love getting your opinion on this stuff because you know you you always fucking tell it as it is. So, um, but no, I think the biggest take home there would be build your business through some sort of personal integrity put that on it because that's you yeah uh, yeah and that's what's going to help your business succeed long term not flashy bullshit campaigns just to get people in the door that you're probably going to lose when they realize that the product and the business is not quite living up to the hype you've just gone and shown if you if you as, can live up to the hype by all means fucking use as, hype. My, as my old fan as my old friend steve pillin used to say you know him you remember him from many many years yeah, yeah. ago under promise, over deliver. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your insights. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. We'll see you soon.